0: Citizens of the Verse. Today is February twenty eighth, twenty nine fifty three, and welcome to another episode of Citizen Cast. We're a Star Citizen podcast here to discuss what's going on in the game and its development. I'm your host, Way Too Geeky, and I'm joined by the ever illustrious uh, seagard Olsson. Hello, seagard I'm just sitting here being illustrious. Thanks for yawning during the illustrious phase of the of the conversation.
1: Uh, just, so, aspiring motivation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the ever the ever happy That's member right. of Parley House slash destroyer of Orgs, Hamar, we were just in a conversation with him in our Discord uh and he uh I had mentioned he was talking about having a whiskey sour and I made the mistake of saying, "Did you put an egg white in it?" Um to which he berated me about what we Yankees do, as uh, as he stated. Um, uh, one, he stated that this would be more interesting than talking about lifting weights, uh, as our last episode discussed at the beginning. But two, um, because I couldn't remember, I Googled and, hey Marf, just for you, for one listener alone, a sour does not have to require an egg white. It is an option, and it's usually an option found in a fizz of some sort. Um, There's a lot of different variations, but it's not required for any of those. Uh, So anyway, (laughs) we're back at it. Um, uh, Seagard, what have you been up to this past week besides hearing about the difference between fizzes and sours?
1: Been playing as much as I can, Uh, working through the different patches uh played a little bit with the vibe face tracking um did some uh kind of just playing around with different uh different items in the game like how much how much armor and and junk can you actually fit in a ship if you want to crew it and have the equipment stay on the ship and and all that junk um and then today i did a little look at like missiles actually just went out to one of the sites that uh that NetMage had provided to me and was just kind of looking at actually playing with tables and graphs and trying to figure out how to do trend lines and stuff. But um, yeah, basically, I wanted to, you know, I was just using the missile data to do that. So I did some studying of the missiles in the game and basically how they function and things like that. So just some real quick stuff, but it, it was fun.
0: Nice. I am in the same mode as I've been. Really, holding off my PTU um, behavior in favor of a live build. It's starting to wear a little thin for me. <laughs> gotcha. But, um, yeah, I haven't been playing. I even, you know, every once in a while I consider playing, and then I just look to see if anyone's in Discord, and I'm like, nobody's in Discord. Never mind. Um. And then I even considered getting Sons of the Forest and playing with some folks, but I just feel like I don't want a game.
1: We had a bunch of people on last stressing night, stressing me out. Even Flavius got on last
0: night for a little bit. Of course, yeah. the one time I don't look because I'm watching television. Yeah. Stupid me. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll see some more activity with uh, 318 yeah, yeah. on a regular basis, right? Um, you know, playing Star Citizen. You know, plenty of people play other games. Correct. Uh, in our Discord. Uh, just, you know, looking forward to actually playing Star Citizen. Um, so, uh, this past week, we had a fantastic um, Inside Star Citizen. I, in my opinion, the best one this year. Um, and I know it probably excites you and p- plenty of other people that we know in Parlay House. Uh, we got a ton of updates around mining that should be arriving yes. in 319. Um, so the goal with the mining gameplay updates is to really try and future-proof mining as as a uh, profession. You know, uh, they first talked about how the mining gadgets were intended to help pre- beginners mine easier, um, but then they ended up making some things a little too easy. I would also say, and my guess is, it was also probably a way to combat the fact that you can't add a mining laser to a prospector when you rent it. Um, but that's just my guess. Um, but yeah, they wanted to be able to create more opportunities for expert miners. Um, so first and foremost, all of, all of mining will essentially get a balancing pass, uh, with everything from mining heads, mining gadgets, consumables, as well as the minerals themselves. Mining heads now will be more focused on what type of mineral you'll be mining versus, um, versus not. So, The whole idea is just like everything else in Star Citizen, you're going to have to plan before your trip in order to make sure that you have the right equipment in order to get the job done. Um, They mentioned that they'll be adding a new mineable to be found in caves because cave gameplay and and hand mining has sort of disappeared outside of prison. Uh, The the resource is going to be called Genelite, which was stated to be only found in caves and should be fairly profitable. Um, So. Remember to have that multi-tool with a mining attachment for cave gameplay in the future. Um, They also mentioned that the resource distribution itself is going to be adjusted so that things are only going to be found particularly when it comes to um, they sort of separated the types of resources to be like rarer resources versus like um, standard minerals and, and materials. Um, standard materials are going to be only found in certain places. So for instance, copper might only be found and I can't remember if this is the one that he said, but might only be found on microtech or a portion of microtech. Uh, They're also adding iron as a ship mineable in the game. Um, And in addition to having localized sort of standard resources, asteroid fields will still be a place where you might find a variety of different minerals. Um, but it'll be far less predictable. Um, they're also going to sort of pair certain rarer minerals with standard minerals that can be somewhat predictable too. So you might see, you might be more likely to see laronite with copper or something of the like. If I if I heard that correctly, um, I think the idea behind this or what they mentioned is really this is about creating uh, a little bit more of a economy gameplay down the road and. Uh will be focused on crafting so that, you know, um, you know where to go to get certain things. And in some instances, you might not even be able to find the resource you're looking for without going outside of Stanton. Um, so a lot of this seems like it's going to have the economy gameplay behind it long term. Uh, they also made improvements to the mining HUD, both simplifying information, p- putting information near where it makes the most sense logically, as well as trying to make it more readable Uh, While playing, and they made a lot of changes when it comes to um, multi crew mining so that the mole is viable again. Uh, So, originally, they thought the size of the rock would make a big difference, but with the equipment and everything that they have in the game right now, uh, most rocks are completely achievable. But going forward, there'll be a decrease um, to um, not resistance. Um, instability I wrote resistance for some reason even though I knew it was instability when <laughs> using the mole because the mole quote unquote will because it shares a computer the mining lasers will um, be able to synchronize and they'll greatly reduce the instability whereas if you use three um, prospectors the instability will still be really poor um, so those were the changes at least that I have down for mining coming in three nineteen, 19 What did you think of the episode? What are your thoughts on the changes? I definitely
1: liked the episode and, and I think the the changes are great. Um, You know, my, like they said, even in the show, mining is probably one of the more developed. um, Yeah. I don't say skill sets, but play loops, right? It's, it's very Mm -hmm. well um, defined. And I think that uh, it cleans up a lot of the, Differences, just like they described. It makes it more logical now to have a four person ship versus a one person ship. It also makes it more um, uh, logical to work as part of a team, right? Um, it's that next stage of evolution, I think, that will eventually come to salvage, right? If salvage would be the same way, why would you take out a reclaimer versus? A um, or even in a uh, Orion and mining, you know, mm. what's going to be the purpose? It has yeah. to be significantly more economical. Um, so I think I think uh, what they're defining is very very good. I also yeah. like the idea that they made um, hand mining an actual profession. Now it's not just something you just kind of do. Um, yeah, if you wanted to go do it, you could do it. You could also do it as part of other mission types, incorporated into your normal gameplay. Um, you know, like if, especially if you're a rescue guy, you go rescue someone, you heal them, and you're down there in the cave anyway. Pick up a backpack of something expensive and rare, and take it out with you. Um, yeah. So I, I liked it. I thought it was a. I thought it was good. Um, I think it was a well done thing. And like one of the things I I conspicuously not mentioned um was and i I say this it's conspicuously not mentioned because i think it was deliberate and i think it's out there already we didn't see a mention of how tractor beams would be involved in that and how you would transfer items from ship that currently don't have boxes such as the the uh the um Mole and the mm-hmm. and the prospector. prospector. How do you transfer those to other ships? Right. Yeah. So I do think we're going to see the use of tractors. I do think we're going to see disengageable pods that come off. Yeah. Right. And I do think we're going to see the um, what's the what's the uh, mining support ship, the refinery ship.
0: Oh, the um. It is the MISC. Um, oh, I was, I just had it in my head. It begins with an R, doesn't it? The MISC. Oh, man. Um, Why can't I, I remember? I got to
1: type it up now. I got to go. I'm on the uh, grid.
0: Oh, I'm already there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The, it's the, the uh... MISC.
1: It's not the Odyssey. It's not the Odyssey. No. It's a smaller supply ship. Is it MISC? I thought yeah it was it's a, a MISC ship it's not on the matrix the sure. expanse expanse and yeah. there was a while back in the what was it the email that they sent out for um they sent out the you know the news email
0: mm-hmm. uh, with that, the, it wasn't with the road the jump point or something else
1: no but they had a picture oh. and they said what is this terminal and it looked like kind of a refining terminal mm-hmm And I think that's what's going to be on the – I think that's the hint is that they're bringing that ship out. Now i got to go look for that email.
0: Do we think we'll see – do you think we'll see the – I don't think we'll see the expanse in 319, but do you think we'll see it this year? I
1: I think we'll see it this year, and I think we will see it in 319.
0: I have a funny feeling we're going to get a 320, and I think we'll see it then personally. But, you know, who knows? I wouldn't be shocked if we saw it. I wouldn't be shocked if we saw it in three nineteen, um, especially since some of the newer ships are, you know, practically in development when they announce them. Right, right. But I would much sooner see like if that if I, if the Expanse is in three nineteen, then that also bodes very well for ship tractor beams, because that's yeah. a core way that that the Expanse actually gets the material onto the ship.
1: Yeah, I gotta go find the email.
0: Um, so that's
1: that's my my take on it.
0: Nice, I I liked it too. Yeah, it was great. Um, my only thing, right? So the last time they did an update and they talked about mining gadgets and they made it sound like mining was wrapped up. The thing that didn't it concerned me, but clearly it shouldn't have because they still added more stuff to mining there's a few things that my understanding of mining you know i'm expecting to still come out right and some of it is not everything will be mined via rocks but will be mined via veins in the ground and Correct. or within extremely large asteroids um so that's one component the other would be sort of like um, other ways of mining larger rocks that aren't completely ship based, you know where like you might be able to blast a rock but then um separate the the ore out visually i guess um I also think like just like you said the orion that's that should in theory oh I'm back to my catchphrase that I haven't been saying a lot uh that should in theory be a very large. you know ship experience and i don't think just the i don't think it's just scaling up asteroids to meet it to meet the need of it is going to be enough and or just having an onboard refinery that can filter things i think it needs genuine additional gameplay that maybe they can introduce to some of the other ships as well and or have a hybrid in between Um, so yeah it'll be interesting to see what they do. Didn't we vote on a mining ship? I think we did. Yeah, and it's an RSI. It should be an RSI coming at some point between a mole and an uh, Orion.
1: Oh, you know, that's a good point, too.
0: I bet you we won't see that till next year, but we'll see. Well, but either way, I mean, very exciting. Uh, they talked about how it's going to plug into the economy. It feels like they're prepping for something. I, I think even this was one of the first times I watched a salty mic reaction where yes, he was still critical because <laughs> he's right. very critical and it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But he was practically overjoyed and giddy by the end because he's just excited that mining is going to be a little bit more complex. And, you know, I think, I think people who are good at mining will find it boring if there isn't a reason to be sort of an expert or a way to be an expert. And I think making it so that an expert needs to know what consumables they have on their mining head based on what they're looking for. Plus mining jet gadgets in case they find an extra large deposit of it. Plus knowing, you know, if they would need to take a multi-crew ship, um, that kind of thing will be really cool. Excellent. How do I get um, you
1: a, how do I share an image with you?
0: Uh, on this, yeah. it would be on discord. Okay, can send, send you, on
1: Discord. I'll just send you a picture, and uh, I found the image. Um, nice. Yeah, so it's the – Is it the one where
0: it was beaming up the the box?
1: No, not at all. Um, it is uh, – in fact, I'm going to go to Discord right
0: now. I can
1: put it in – oh, well, you don't want to do it. I'll put it in the uh, chat. Um. where can I put it under our general discussion under the yeah, podcast? Just,
0: just throw it in our general discussion. Yeah. In, for in anyone, the podcast, anyone else, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh.
1: Yep. This is it. All right. So this is the image I'm talking about.
0: Oh, that one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so if for you that can't see it, is it, it is in the general chat, but What it is, it shows a terminal, a yellow terminal um, up against some kind of bulkhead uh, with uh, orange piping going through it. And then it has on the left-hand side, it has like a bar chart um, with vertical bars and something across the bottom. And then two, I guess, 45 degree, actually 90 degree um, scales. With a needle kind of fluctuating from left to right. Um, and then looks like four separate, looks like double A battery kind of looking things at the top, kind of like a scale of activity going oh, on. Oh, yeah.
0: Like I power re- bars or
1: something. Yeah, I can't read the rest of the, I can't read the writing. I can't read anything else.
0: So but the she- dials, the dials read temp, min, max, <coughs> and RPM. And RPM. Um, I, well, I don't think that ship based Seaguard only because the descriptor that they used for that was something about being underground. So I think it was something Uh, to do with the underground bunkers. And I have a feeling it has something to do with like, maybe it's an underground refinery. Um, or maybe it's some kind of atmospheric thing or some kind of mechanical controls, like you know it could be something like having to do with missions where you might have to go to one of the new underground bunkers they're working on and shut off the machinery maybe some sort of industrial sabotage type thing who knows yeah
1: see what i see, i see the orange pipe and that always reminds me of the in, um yeah it looks like a mole right a mole oh yeah the pipe itself yeah is very misky the pipe itself right? is very misky um, and i thought and I thought maybe that's going to be the the uh, uh, yeah, not the Odyssey. The uh, can't even think of what it is now. We just talked about Oh, it. the um, expanse. It's the expanse. So that was my thought, but I do think it's coming.
0: I think it's it's definitely sooner rather than later. I think they're trying to flesh out more loops as they. I think I think what we're seeing, especially the resource thing with mining. I think genuinely this is definitely having localized mineables is definitely a, in my opinion in a preparation for pyro so that there's a reason for industrialists to go to pyro and take that risk. Gotcha. Uh, there's most definitely going to be a high, high value mineral there. Let's just face it. Gotcha. I think at least. And then you have to hire security and everything, and then you might actually have to have a flotilla because none of the actual ships can fly for very long without needing fuel.
1: Well, your 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 thought process is wrong, but it has merit. I can understand it.
0: <laughs> Why do you say that? Oh <laughs> you. I'm teasing you. <laughs> I was like, so taken aback. <laughs> I almost, almost spit out my wine. <laughs> oh, no, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> my th- that's the second. Last episode, you did one of those too. <laughs> I completely disagree, but I can understand how you got there. Something like that. <laughs> um, And then uh, last Friday, we had an SCL. Uh, I didn't catch it live, which is good because apparently the live stream was a nightmare. Um, but clearly, based on the clean footage that they were able to upload to YouTube, it was a Twitch issue, not a CIG oh, okay. issue. Apparently, it was extremely laggy. Um, they had Will, affectionately known as the River Guy, on. Um, and interesting thing about they, it was a kind of a hybrid of like talking about some of the stuff he's doing, but also like a little bit more about him. So he he's not just going to focus on rivers by the way, although that's been kind of his thing. I guess he wrote a dissertation in school on creating large scale rivers. <laughs> so that's yeah, why he sort of started that on that. Kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but he focuses on any phenomena that we generate on a planetary scale. And so he's, he's the person who can figure out how he figured out how to sort of take planets into a, a point where they could eas- more easily deform the terrain which enabled oceans and then subsequently rivers. Um, He talked about some of his river work um, going into 318 and and essentially, you know, how rivers and and are going to continually evolve with things like the cliff tech that they were able to create. Um, He also discussed how, you know, once rivers are sort of wrapped up, you know, they talked about creating, what he really wants to do is make planets even more systemic where, you know, the biome of the planet is based on its positioning from the sun and other criteria, like the size of the planet and the gravity so that you might have very systemic weather patterns created on the planet based on a, a wide array of criteria, right. you know, pressure, etc. cetera. Um, that would be his dream. It's not necessarily a promise. It's just something he thought would be really cool. Uh, some additional, Things that they want to eventually add into the game is actual erosion, as well as uh, lava and volcanoes. Um, my guess too is if if we're gonna get terrain deformation based on things like crashes, I'm gonna guess it's gonna be this guy Will who's gonna be the one to figure it out because yeah. um, it seems to be he seems to be really good at some of that stuff um so that was what he they talked about the second half was with some of the members of qa i'll be honest in saying i i didn't really get a chance to check it out um but they were talking about you know getting out a certain patch
1: <laughs> right right I, yeah I and we got to meet uh, some of the members i didn't get to go through all of all of it either the second one uh, yeah me, had i other stuff going on and it just wasn't possible
0: yeah, I apologize. I checked out while I was watching it. I finished the episode, but I checked out. I was doing something else. And then, um, you know, <laughs> because the live stream was really bad, I couldn't watch a Nuba Fire video of it because he had no idea what happened. Oh. <laughs> like it was apparently that laggy that he couldn't understand what was happening. Yeah, I was so, watching uh, it
1: on from the – I was actually watching it from um,
0: the YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, me too.
1: That's where I t- typically watch it.
0: Me too. I was just like getting ready and cleaning and stuff. And I was listening to will. Um, and then by the, it was sort of like, sort of like, I I must've been like listening to will and everything when I was drinking my coffee and or on the toilet or something. And then I had to like clean and get dressed and I completely lost track of what was going on. Something like Uh that. I, I met my friends for brunch on Saturday and that's when that's I was going cool. to it. <laughs> that's cool. Um, but uh, yeah, it was pretty good. You know, n- not the most exciting, not the least exciting. It was probably middle of the road. You know, we learned some stuff, nothing too crazy. I think if Will has his way, we'll have a lot of uh, – my key takeaway at least is if we've got people like Will on the team who are thinking this way, then – maybe just maybe our pipe dream of entire systems being made really easily. Isn't that hot? Isn't that unrealistic? Right. Right. So we'll see at least the ones that we might be able to discover on our own that are new systems. Um, so we shall see. Um, what'd you, what'd you think? Anything, anything else, uh, take away from that I episode. Watched,
1: I liked a lot. Um, you know, it was interesting to listen to them. They always have a good, you know, fun banter. And it's kind of it's kind of neat to see, you know, someone who kind of took his approach to get to where he is. You know, it's, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I, like I kept thinking of is that, you know, when I was a kid back in the civil war, you know, back, back, back <laughs> in the, you know, getting out of college, it was expected that, you know, when you went into a company, you'd be there for life. Right. Um, yeah. And his generation, he'll do this for a couple of years and then he'll switch careers. He'll either switch to another company, but very possibly he'll switch to another career too. Will he stay in gaming? Will, you know, he's clearly a, um, a smart character. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, you could see him doing some kind of geographic mapping, real world exploration based, um, you know, for undersea mapping or something. Right. I mean, Mm-hmm. <clears throat> satellite data, you know, interpreting it. Um, yeah. Because a lot of that imaging you see on from satellites is actually, uh, it is not optical. It is data collected by various sensors overlaid to create yeah. an image. So. Yeah. Um,
0: he did talk about, one thing I didn't mention is they did sort of talk about how complex Earth is going to be when they get there. Um, and how you know, because of the fidelity and the expectations that the game has created, it can't just be, you know, they got to figure out a way to do it in a way that's meaningful because, you know, they, they mentioned Microsoft flight simulator and how, you know, that works so well, but, um, uh, so well, but like at the same time, that's meant to be from a high level. Um, my guess is they'll try and find a way to make it like a little bit like a lore reason to sort of deform some places and or make right. it make. I think that'll be one of the exceptions where there might be some really strict no fly zones. Mm-hmm. I would imagine at least yeah. at initial launch. Um, excellent. It was a good episode. Good week last week. This week. Uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, we're actually going to see monthly reports for February, so uh, take a look at those if you uh, if you like reading those, because there's some really good nuggets usually in, in the monthly reports. And then Thursday's episode of Inside Star Citizen is going to feature a, a white box tour of the interior of new underground facilities that were showcased at CitizenCon 2952, so that should be interesting. Um, and then Friday, our, our star citizen live will feature Mike Snowden and members of the VFX team discussing their work. It doesn't seem, I don't, I didn't notice if they put any questions out for that or if it's just them talking about it. Cause it doesn't say, you know, there's not a link for the, the place to submit questions. So it seems like they're gonna, it'll be more of a getting to know you and what are you working on? Very similar to uh, last week's episode. Uh, but still, good stuff. Um, now, if you can't tell by now, it is um, three hundred and eighteen is still in uh, open PTU, and I don't know. They're putting out patches like crazy, but it seems I, 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 they said it's the final kind of push, but I don't know. Do we see an end in sight?
1: I don't know. Uh, you know, it's been playing very well for me. I just don't know. Um, you know, I suspect other people are having, you know, some problems I'll they would have pushed it out. I mean, but it runs very stable for me. Yeah. So, runs very good. Um, I mean, everything. And I'm doing face tracking. Now, I have to caveat. that One thing I'm not doing is I'm not doing a lot of the missions right? I'm generally flying point to point, buying, selling, using terminals and things like that. Yeah. Missions may be where the problem is at and I'm just not aware of it, right? Um, Ship-wise, I think that my experience with the ships is that they're working really well. I haven't had, um, and even on the stations, I, you know, I haven't been falling through the floors and the elevators or being killed, you know, I've, it, it's very stable for me. The trains aren't jittery, um, which is one of the things I always hear about the trains overlapping. I haven't seen that in weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, oh wow! Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I can't remember the last time I saw it. Um, it it looks and feels very very mature right now for me. But while I don't have a hugely powerful CPU, I don't have an overly old one either. And I do yeah. have 32 gigs of, or yeah, meg uh, gigs of RAM, um, and I do have you know SSDs and uh, a 3070 uh, and you know Nvidia card. So it could be those factors, right? That, that I might have enough horsepower to push through that. I also have a very good connection. Um, but you know, face tracking is working and. You know, all the peripherals that I have, my you know stream deck using the buttons and voice commands with HES voice pack, it's all working seamlessly, and the game's playing great. So yeah, my only problem right now is, and I saw a good argument for it the other day, was uh, I kind of wish we had a one SCU box <clears throat> because uh, I think it, it I think it's a piece of the gameplay right now that would be very useful for everybody. Uh, it's something that you can't carry in your hand, but you can latch to a
0: cargo grid. Uh-huh. yeah, right. uh, yeah. I mean, hopefully the, I, hopefully they'll have contain. I mean, I think the goal is to have containers eventually right. that we can utilize more. It's just not quite there yet. We have the one, the smaller one, right? The what is it, an eighth? Yeah, see, yeah, them? exactly, yeah. So like if you're doing a kit,
1: if you're doing a mission, um, in a Mustang, you can still shove it in the, in the tube, which is basically a cargo container with open ends until you close up the bottom. You can do that. Um, but if you're doing a, uh, if you're doing it in the Aurora, you can't stick it to the bottom. So you have to carry it inside the ship. So if you're, if you're doing three boxes you got three (laughs) of them stacked in front of your bed, um. It's a little immersion-breaking. It would be nice to just be able to grab a box, mm. stuff the three of them in there, and shove them underneath the bottom of your ship. Or even to carry armor down there, right? You want to carry a heavy set of yes. armor for cold weather, you know, you put your exploration suit down there and drive around in your normal Macflex, whatever you're wearing that day. Yeah. Um, medical supplies, food, things like that, of that nature. So... so. 100%. But I yeah I, I rate it it is very very playable and I'm unsure why it's not out.
0: I mean, I'm I'm guessing because even earlier we saw Netsmage, um, in in uh, Parley House. I guess he's still fell through an elevator. I think a lot of it has to do with the game loading in and making sure people aren't just moving around. And I think, I think their fear isn't for. The people who are testing the PTU so much as the people who are new to the game and won't know any better. Maybe. Right. Right. I am no longer going to put a guess on when it's coming out. Um I want them to just get it out being good, you know, like we have we have 319 coming up probably sometime. In the Mayish area. Looks like it's gonna be a little smaller patch potentially. Um, but you know, I just want the game to be good when I do play right. so that I don't rage quit and then not play at all. Right. So what are you gonna do? <laughs> right, right. Um uh, so for tips and tricks this week. Um, we didn't receive any, do you Sigard have any tips and or tricks? Um,
1: tips. Yes. Um, I was, I, and, and this actually I learned by watching a video. It was one of Kate and Wills. Oh, nice. Um, one of their big, their videos have likes, been amazing. They really are good. They had a, an amazing battle sequence. Yep. Um, you know, it was a full battle, one team defending, one team attacking. Clearly, there were some tactics here. Um, there was certainly a, a recognized pattern that I wouldn't find super unusual in a actual military fight. It, it will have been very close to what we would call counterinsurgency battle.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: you know, one side's observing the approach of the enemy through different avenues and funneling their forces to take the one where the enemy scouts are coming through or trying to penetrate, um, you know, and uh, it's, it's pretty common, but it, you know, they had lots of guy, guys and gals, troopers, we'll call them troopers sitting up at high points, watching for aircraft. Mm-hmm. And then they had, you know, multiple rail gun, you know, rail shooting simultaneously at individual targets uh, which is exactly what was done in uh, Mogadishu against the helicopters, right? You have a low accuracy weapon, but you fire bunches of them at the same time. And between the luck of the four or five people shooting, one of you happens to hit it, right? You just kind of shoot the sky and hope he runs into it. Uh, they were using ballistas, they were using the hammerhead. Actually, the hammerhead was floating over the objective. in in defensive mode, and the ballistas were protecting the hammerhead while it was gunning down fighters and shooting things on the ground. It's very slick. Then they had a lot of troop um, engagements at the end where the troops had to get to a central objective from both sides, and they were gunning it out at, you know, 200 feet, 100 feet, and close range with grenades. It was very well done. Um, And what I came away with is... uh, what I came away with was that they were really, uh, really trying to, what are you, what do you doing? They were, uh,
0: that's my roommate teasing.
1: Oh, okay. I thought you were like, <laughs> come on. Go, go. So anyway, what I came away with was camouflage. Um, so everything, it was at night, but the targets were dark, which is actually how it appears. Um, everything's very dark, but, Typically, movement is what catches your eye, and depending if you have an all-black uniform, it actually may make you more visible at night, because you're a different color black against the background. But with the mist and everything, and the color of the ground, the gray armor seemed to be very effective, uh, especially as they got more and more ice buildup up on them. They started to really disappear. Um, the other thing I didn't know is like the Spartans had very low visibility. They're, they were very hard to pick up. So they had all these, you know, ballistas moving in from the attacking forces that were hard to see. Um, mm-hmm. once they saw them, they could kill them with rail shots by guiding shots on. They would take a shot where they think it is. And someone would go, oh, you're short. Add, you know, add a little bit. They'd raise the shot. Oh, you got a hit. Fire gun. Hit. You know, until they blow it up. Most time, they are disabling it. And the troops would get out of it and have to walk it in. Uh, sniper shots, they were doing at 2,000 meters, which is it's a long ways to shoot. Uh, but it was impressive. It was impressive. So I came away with the camouflage and started looking at what uniforms I would choose. And I have to admit, I would probably go with something a little bit blue-gray. Um, mm-hmm. But gray versus a white. Where a black is probably a better color choice, um, even with camouflage, I think the gray or a tan could be very effective. Uh, the more earthier the tones, um, yeah. So that was my takeaway. The next thing, uh, the next tip I By found. By the way, was I watched that,
0: that exact same one. Did you? It was well done, yeah. wasn't it? They are there. It's so um, it's amazing to see how coordinated, but also because they're trying to win, right? So granted, sorry, I'm interjecting. Oh, yeah, you're you're talking about this, you're but good. granted permadeath death isn't in the game, but the way that they score points. So what they've been doing is they've been controlling locations and the person, you know, the, the team with the greatest number of people in a certain zone alive by the end of a certain time, an hour, I think it is wins and you're not allowed to rejoin after you die. So, everyone's less they're more reluctant to take risks right you know they're trying to do everything very deliberately and you know it it shows the potential of what this will be like when permadeath is real right for sure Sure. because it's just amazing to watch right
1: and it's you know there's so many things there that are that are you know and i used to do this as a battle captain or as a deputy three in the armor battalion i mean this is what my bread and butter was for probably the better part of 12 years. Mm. Um, You know, of of laying out these plans, you know, you get together in a group, you lay out these plans and then you apply, where do I want to kill these guys? Where to kill them here. That's where I want them to go. And I'm going to kill them here. How far away do my weapons have to be to effectively do that? Well, that's where I need to put my troops. It may not be on the hill, that looks so obvious. In fact, if you have... If your weapons are shorter range and your enemy has longer range weapons, I'm actually going to defend on the backside of the hill so that he has to come over the top within my range and the fight's fair mm. at that point. And he's silhouetted. <laughs> right? Yeah. So there's all these little things that... You could see the potential was there. And I took away the camouflage as a big one, right? Camouflage was important of this. They were really putting a lot of effort into seeing things. Um, mm-hmm. And then, as a quick segue, I did, I wonder how I could get armor onto the Corsair. You know, what's it going to take to equip it? And I went out and bought a bunch of armor and I said, I'll buy two gray ones and I'll buy two of these other white ones and I'll, tr- or four of these, four of each, four sets, and I'll mm-hmm. get, you know, four submachine guns and four rifles and I'll get the ammo and I'll get the food and for four people and then I'll load it into the Corsair. And, uh, you know, I was going to try to put it in the lockers. Um, Mm -hmm. but I put it first into the ship inventory. I did move all and only about, uh, four, four outfits could actually fit. And then it filled it.
0: Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. It filled
1: very quickly. So I soon had a big box of, Junk in the back of the cargo area. Um, <laughs> so I started looking into how what ships have different size interiors for storage. Right. Um, yeah. The only thing I could tell you is the tip is it's a factor. Right. It yeah. is a factor. If uh, it'll be a factor in mining, if you plan on pre-equipping your ship with stuff for people to use, space yeah. is a limitation. And you need to be prepared for that. I don't think you're going to be able to carry a warm weather suit and a cold weather suit.
0: Yeah, no, you're not right. You're going to have but to find you'll you'll know where mix. you're going to get you know where you're going to get the resource you're going for if it's a hot or cold temperature right. environment. So you know in your hangar which one to choose. Correct,
1: and that uh, means you're going to be repetitious for a while because the investment, right? Um, so anyway. So and that, you know, that led a little bit to my question of the week. So, but that's where I'll stop. Cause I've probably oh, nice. droned on forever.
0: No worries. Uh, yeah. Um, that was very interesting. Well, and the, you know, it's interesting too. I think what, what Kate did was she went and put now, granted, these were, these were when they, she, when she was doing the sort of like stay on the ship series in the, um, in the same ship, the uh, Corsair, she went on board and put the quote-unquote uniform in the rooms, in all of the personal storage lockers in the room that, you know, not the Correct. lockers, but the one that has the inventory. I right. don't know if she was able to put anything else in there. I, it looked like the players were th- kind of like dropping the guns on their beds or whatever. Right. Um, so, you know, they're sort of like gaming it right now, but they did have crates in different locations one in the f- food hall with all the or the mess hall with all the food and water in it and one in the armory area with all the armor in it and then one in the cargo area with other stuff in it too right so long term obviously that that'll be different but absolutely um, the other thing i was thinking of what you mentioned you know even mining And the cold suit, warm suit, you know, right now we can fly wearing those. We're not going to always be able to. That's going to be too bulky for your flight seat. You're going to have to have a flight suit. And so certain ships might not have the capacity to even hold, you know, a larger suit. Right. Um, So even that will be a limitation. Like it's really, you know, we think about how... Larger ships are going to be encouraged in game. Like, you know, I I hate to always go back to it, but, you know, I look at the Carrick and that ship is going to have a lot of adaptability compared to a Connie because of even just how many suit lockers they have. Uh, And also the cargo, like, you know, the garage and ship in in the Carrick, don't take up any space the you know, an URSA on a Connie diminishes its cargo. I feel like they're going to have to rework that to a degree because they're still going to need some cargo space for supplies. Um, so they might right. have to increase the size of that somehow.
1: Yep. Yep. That was kind of one of the, that's all leading to questions. I actually ended up with two questions, oh, but uh, but one of them is tied directly to that, and the other one's kind of tied to that.
0: <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> so uh, that brings us to for science. So if you were worried that Chekhov is no longer alive, he did submit something that he did for science in our discord. Uh, so he's contributing to the show at least. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he uh, posted that he was able to fit a misc razor in the back of a Cuddy black um, and then shared a video. Um, so if you are part of our discord, you can find that video in the for science section. Um it wasn't necessarily the cleanest fit per se, but it did fit. So it depends on, I wouldn't consider it a fit personally based on that. But, you know, a lot of people do. So thank you, Chekhov, for your contributions for science this week. Um, what about UC Guard? Anything for science? Um, In a way, the uh, equipment stuff actually sounded more for science than not.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, one is uh, the Corsair. Quite a few weapons there. Uh, the weapons rack mm. worked real well. Um, and
0: were you in three eighteen tried- or three seventeen five? I
1: was doing this in three oh, eighteen.
0: Uh, nice.
1: So I was, I was actually a couple guys were watching me, and I was able to stack weapons in the in the racks pretty easily. The uh, but across the top, there's always the pistol area, right? Um, mm. uh, you actually over each rifle, you could put three pistols. So yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting and a neat little tip. Um, use the weapons in the, the tip would be use the weapon racks to get stuff out of your inventory. Right. It, mm. it just is one of the, you know, it's one of the ways you can do it. You can't do suits yet, but you can do that and you can do food and things on a counter or in a closet. Mm. So, cause I, I, really wanted to see what it takes, you know, for four days, basically four meals, four waters, you know, medical equipment, you know, and four people with armor to be in there.
0: How amazing will it be when the kitchens in some of our larger ships or even smaller ships work? Because, you know, some of those look like food printers. Um, So I'd imagine it's really about having the supply I'm sure they'll eventually make like a place where you'd actually put like a quote unquote food mush, you know, right? Where right. it'll come out sort of like on the um, on the show, The Expanse, not the vehicle, um, where their food is sort of it's not 3D printed, but it's sort of like a combination of like oats and yeast and flavor and things like that to to kind of like chemistry something that tastes real or like what it's supposed to taste like. So I feel like that's what we'll have on our ships too.
1: I like that. If you can do that though, you can just do it in your suit.
0: Yeah, I doubt they'll do that though for some reason. I don't know why. They got to find a way to do something because if you're starving and you're out of, you know, if you're on a oxygenless planet, they did say they weren't going to have like water and food tubes in your suit, I thought.
1: Yeah, I just I just watched a show the other day of a. I don't you ever watched Top
0: Gear? You ever watched Top Gear? I haven't, even though Jax McCleary is based off of Top Gear. Yeah,
1: so there's a one of the characters there. Uh, he's an actor. I can't, they call him Captain Slow, but he was just went up in a YouTube spy plane, a YouTube a U YouTube, two spy plane, which uh, is above, uh, gets to the point where your blood can boil, right? You effectively oh, wow. start to transition. Uh, to outer space or to orbit Um, Mm -hmm. low orbit anyway. Uh, So at that height, they have to maintain pressure on their system. So they need a pressure. They need a actual space suit to -hmm. do that. And they were actually drinking and eating through the helmet with a Mm -hmm. gasket. And they had like a tube with a uh, hard pointed straw and they would push it through the hole into the helmet and suck on it that way um and, and you know also kind of funny was he had an itch and they were discussing they're actually flying along and they're discussing strategies around he's got an itch on his face you could tick, stick tube to there and try to scratch your nose just crunch your head like side of the helmet right
0: oh my goodness <laughs> so,
1: yeah so that led to another question by the way that's the other question i had i was working on
0: oh nice yeah. Well, um, that brings us to your question. So this week I shan't forget. All right. So last week, Sea Guard, you asked, um, we have AI on stations and ships, but outer space is relatively empty. We certainly don't see a lot of NPC cargo and civilian traffic flying the trade lanes, landing, taking off, refueling. How important do you feel AI civilian traffic is for immersion? Um, so first up, we had via text, and this was the same anonymous texter from before, and it actually turned out to be N Z yeah, from Gatlock. He's replaying with us lately. Yeah. Yeah. He's, been
1: playing with um, us. he's a great guy. I
0: invited him to join us whenever he wants, by the way. Good. Good. Um, but he said, to clarify my last answer, yes. Uh, so this was last week where he mentioned, you know, NPCs that he'd like on the ship. He said, I'd like an NPC accountant, a.k.a. a purser on my ship, as I run trade around the verse with the benefits I mentioned, which I think had to do with sort of like more beneficial trade routes and or maybe good idea hot commodities that are going on. Yeah. Uh, and then he followed up with, for this week, yes, I would like more traffic and the ability to interact with NPC traffic. Maybe pay an NPC, shri- uh, I don't know why I'm saying shrip." Uh, may, I no gummies. I promise. Um, maybe pay an MPC. I just, you know what it is? I just look at screens all day as, as many of us I'm sure do. Yeah. And I, just my brain is no longer there. Somehow we record a podcast every, every week ish. Uh, anyway, yeah. Sometimes, Hey, listen, we're on three this month. That's pretty good. Last year. That's a, not so it's good. An improvement. We're good, man. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe pay an NPC ship to take my freight from point A to point B, and I could watch the whole process or provide protection for that NPC ship. I think there should also be more traffic between planets and stations like the traffic that we see on area 18. Uh, totally agreed. And I think we will see that by the way. Um, honored heretic said, Oh dear God. Uh, th- these are all Discord responses, by the way. Oh dear God, I don't want to deal with New York traffic at every space station in Stanton. Um, Skyguard said, "I want some traffic so it feels more alive. Make things interesting." Psychosis said, "I think it needs to happen eventually to make space feel more quote quote, lived in." Drowis said, "Definitely need more interaction with AI." which we hope will be added over time. I think the immersion is needed to feel like a lived in world. Yeah. CN fries said very important for say pirates and for more, a more realistic game. Uh, JD Boone said very necessary for immersion. Uh, S Gateman said, I see an opportunity for piracy and for those looking to safeguard trading lanes. To say, if a player attacks an NPC, then a mission goes out requesting assistance. That would make the world feel more dynamic than it is now. I also see a potential opportunity to sneak aboard NPC ships that have landed for cargo and either steal the ship or get a free ride to a different port. Mr. Tim said, Chris has said that players will only be a small percentage of the traffic that is coming and going from places. I've seen an NPC get on a train once in PTU, and it blew my mind. I'm all for NPC traffic. It would feel more alive in the verse to be leaving a station and have an incoming NPC flying a loaded Caterpillar um, come over my comms, <clears throat> saying, attention, loaded cargo ship inbound. Please keep a wide berth and make way. Thank you and fly safe. Yeah. Canuck 2099 said... AI traffic helps a lot with the feel of the game and is important and necessary. That said, it should never interfere with an IRL player's ability to play the game. For example, an important spaceport or trade hub should look busy, but the AI should not actually be taking up landing bays and preventing IRL players from landing. Right. Right. Um, okay. Uh, new player here. So, or at least new respondent here. Uh, Davidus Alpha said, uh, I was like, David I USA Alpha? <laughs> no, it's Davidus Alpha. <laughs> How important? Very important. Right now, other than the odd player craft, all we have is a scattered UEE Navy presence. Stanton is purported to be a major hub of business. Where's all the heavy cargo haulers? Imagine if we had AI ships carrying cargo from Microtech to Crusader. Opportunities for escort missions or piracy, or both. Right. Um, so those are the responses. What What are your thoughts, Seagard? Do you care?
1: Yeah, I I, 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 do. I think I, I think that there, the level of traffic um, does provide an immersion. Um, mm-hmm. Even if you can't board their ships, you know, you could at least, you know, you have to avoid them. Avoid hitting them, right? Um, yeah, and you know, for you know, the pirate guys are right. If you want to actually shoot one down, um, you can now at least look at the salvage, right? And you could also spill cargo out of it. It doesn't necessarily need to be um, a massive amount, but it's something that gives you um, a, an ability to do something. And and these are you know, let's face it. We already have AI traffic in one form and that's in the, you know, please halt your vessel. You're being scanned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I mean, well, I think we could also have a ship that goes by and says, Hey, you know, safe journeys, captain, you know, or get out of my way. And I definitely think it, I do. I do think it, it makes a difference. Right. Um, uh, it does, you know, it's going to drive the level of, um, you know, interaction out there in visuals, I, you know, people right now literally will go to an airport and watch airport airplanes land or use a camera mm-hmm. and watch airplane land. It's called plane spotting. If yep. there's even people who do that in airplane games, like Microsoft flight simulator, who sit at the end of a virtual airport and watch airplanes land. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be fantastic. Uh, so that would yeah to me it's I think it, it would be a great addition to bring some life.
0: I have some thoughts a <laughs> uh, okay, okay. couple things there are two other AI, AI things that I think help with immersion one not as much because it's not as high fidelity and one that actually will probably be somewhat of a playbook going forward. the first being the traffic at area 18 um the only reason i say that, that that gives us movement but clearly it's not true ai traffic because even the ships are ultra tiny compared to actual ships and they look very poor and i think it was a, just a short term fix oh yeah well, yeah apparently a long term fix but you know something that'll eventually change in game um the other is actually the cargo um the large cargo um, movers in Orison. Oh, just those, just those being there make the city feel more alive. Right. You know, and you know, I think just to kind of extend what you're talking about, the AI in general, once it's smarter, will make, The game feel more exciting we don't see ai take an elevator up to the bar we don't see ai move around that much it's minimal and it's kind of a pre preset path it's jogging in a circle it's walking from point a to point b and back whereas in the future ai is going to have routines and one thing that chris roberts has said and granted he is a very high promiser um but i do think he will deliver it's just the question of when Yeah, exactly. Is the goal is if you are a pirate, you shouldn't know whether or not you even are hijacking a player or an NPC. You shouldn't be able to know the difference. Obviously you'll know the difference to some degree, you know, it's like people running at the spaceport, you know, but, but either way, the idea that he would prefer that that can be semi indistinguishable is an important nuance to understand. Uh, So, you know, my, my thought process is, yeah, the the challenge will be, I think the biggest challenge for true AI depth, besides even just, I think just performance is going to be when they, how they decide to take a quanta and turn it into an experience and how quickly they're able to, make a quanta a physicalized npc right right versus not and then you know same thing like the the problem with quanta is they need to have all the characteristics of what's going on on the ship it's it's if you're going to make quanta turn into something that you can eventually rob then that also means they need to make the ship Um, Not just physicalized, but they need to know what kind of cargo is on the ship based on information in the game. They need to know how many characters are on the ship. They need to know what weapons those characters are carrying. They need to know what skill level those characters have in combat. And then they need the characters to behave in a way that is reminiscent of what would happen if you were robbing their ship. So that's a
1: lot. It is a lot. I mean, it is a lot of, a lot to I ask. I think they'll get there
0: though. I think that's why like every time I hear salty Mike and I'm sorry, salty, like you're right. Sometimes you're wrong. Sometimes you're usually pretty just, you know, middle of the roadish, or probably skewing a little negative, but uh, not that I even think he listens to this. <laughs> um, but the thing that I hear him say all the time is when is Tony Z going to wake up? And I'm like, I think Tony Z is sitting there behind the scenes, literally crunching numbers and writing everything that's going to eventually release. Um, I don't think he, you know, and we may even see subtle instances of this where we don't, Mm -hmm. we don't even observe it, but I don't think he's not doing anything. You know what I mean? Right. That would be crazy in my mind. Yeah, no, he's too talented for that. I mean, he's... Well, he, he, I think he's too obsessive even for that. Right.
1: But I mean, they're all... Maybe I'm, and, you they, know, they they have definitely powered down. In other words, they've pushed authority and responsibility down as an organization. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's... Proof is in the pudding with Chris being less visible. Um, yeah. You know, Tony Z and being less visible. And lieutenants
0: being more. Yeah.
1: Yeah right? I mean, these are all good things Um, and the quality is still maintaining it's still maintaining a high level, right? It's not uh, Well, and I
0: I looked him up in response one time because I was just curious and I was just like, what is his deal? First of all, he's known Chris Roberts for many many, 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 many years I think going back to Origin Mm -hmm. uh, the gaming company, not the ship manufacturer Um, but also he has a, he had a independent gaming company that I think he really focuses on gaming economics. And so I can picture him being in a, in a room by himself and literally sitting there going, okay, how big is a C one? What are the materials? that have to go into a C one in order to build a C one. And so those materials have to be shipped to crusader in order for C ones to be built. Like I literally think he's just like, so in the data, like I think right. he's in spreadsheets galore right. figuring out some of the, the values for what the economy could bring. I could be completely wrong, but yeah,
1: I, I actually, I, I think you're absolutely right. And you know, it's funny cause I've, you know, I, I read one of the comments that said, you know, the whole B is one of the most common ships seen in the, in the system. Mm-hmm. Um, and that may be true, but when you're bringing in, if you can't grow it on your own planet, then you're bringing it in. And yeah. If you're bringing it in into a planet and it's not going to be something that's extremely limited and very valuable, then you're doing it on big, big ships mm-hmm. or on medium sized ships with lots of them right yeah i mean you know uh, i can remember just for example you know working at the cores factory uh core beer uh, brewery mm-hmm. in colorado doing uh we were doing a project there and they were talking we did a test run of this system we were putting in that was just going to track uh, the pallets that were used to load trucks you know, They kept getting lost, basically. They would move from where they were filled. The pallets were filled. They would move down through different areas and end up at a truck being loaded. The truck would drive away, and you'd have all these empty pallets. It just sat there, and at the other end, they were starving for pallets, going, where are all the pallets? And no one could figure out where all the pallets were, because right? the place is huge. It's the only factory that does cords in the United States, mm-hmm. so I think it's the only one in the world. And we said, well, you know, we had a very, very good test run and everything was, like, great. We were like, man, that's a lot of throughput. We did 250 trucks. And a guy looked at us and laughed. He goes, that's a test. He goes, we normally do, like, 1,500 trucks a night. Mm. It's like, so you can imagine a factory. That's just a beer factory. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So what is happening on a planet like Area 18, you know, how oh. many people live there? How much food would you need? And if if it's not full of agricultural, grow yeah. Yeah. it's not Bud's growery doing it. I can tell you that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I think, you, you know, you brought it up and you made me think of, think of it this way. Like if microtech is the apple right. of our universe, or if it's even close, then it's probably one of the most profitable companies. But, it's not like there's only one store to buy a Moby glass in the verse. Cause it wouldn't right. be the most popular if you could only buy a Moby glass in the verse. So imagine your car you build rep with Microtech and you're hauling Moby glasses across the verse. You know? You're helping right. supply Terra with Moby glasses. You're helping so like I think a lot of this sure, a lot some of it unlocks within system. But I think, truthfully, part of the problem is the economy doesn't truly unlock until there's crafting, and until and/or a mechanism for the game to craft, aka Correct. factories or locations where you need to deliver things in order to make things, um, and then so like nodes of 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 creation and nodes of distribution. And then most likely our economy won't feel real or even close to real until we have multiple systems. Yeah.
1: I I I mean I I really, you know, like you were saying, if if microtech, you know, has the Apple is the apple of the industry, um, and we're talking a hundred systems, we're talking hundreds of billions of people. That one system is not delivering that. And that means that there's no one person. The if there is a single person in charge of that that company, and they do just one percent of the of the of the equipment produced in the in the universe or the empire, are those apples? you're still talking a massive, massive organization that would, Mm -hmm. it would span multiple solar systems. And it's still only 1% of the iPhone type mechanisms being produced. Yeah. So there's 99% being done by something else or groups of others.
0: I think about it this way too. Like right now, one might assume granted this is just random now this is yeah
1: it is random. maybe yes. wine
0: wine induced and maybe they won't go this granular but like yeah microtech is where they invent the technology we don't know where they manufacture it correct
1: that
0: could they be, might that manufacture absolutely could somewhere be. else right you have
1: nvidia that does their cards but they also they do the chipset so they yeah. have their own cards but they do send the chips out And pony and all those other companies take it and do something else with it. Um,
0: they might even manufacture it. You know what? I wouldn't even doubt it if they manufactured it, not on Microtech, but in ArtCorp. Right. right. <laughs> so you're yeah. bringing chips. You're bringing chips from Microtech, because they probably make the <laughs> chips in-house, to Art Corp. and then that's where other things to create a Moby Glass are being delivered, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you have... You know, they they need like the sapphire or whatever crystal it is enables the hologram, and all that right. stuff, and then the dyes that come from some kind of plant from another system. Like I don't know if they they might not they probably won't get that granular, but if they even get one tenth of that granularity, then you start to see how hard of a job Tony Z has and why he might be super quiet.
1: Correct. Yeah. Now you know it's it's just a, a monstrous exercise no matter how you cut it. You know, are you going to make? Yeah multiple wristbands. You know, you have one for the elderly that has giant buttons. You have another one that's uh, got a different pattern to it. You know, it's the Sony version of the
0: wrist <laughs> yeah. bracelet. You know, it's... Uh, well, I, know. I genuinely think they're like the Apple where <coughs> it's not... Like, there's not a flavor of Moby Glass. It's, right. it's Moby Glass and then there's maybe... I think down the road, they'll have it so that you can quote unquote download different apps to it so that you can arrange your Moby glass how you want. Cause let's face it. If, if you're not going to be a bounty hunter, there's no point in having the bounty hunting app on your glass. And there's no reason why a consumer technology would allow you to have a a bounty hunting app. Like I think the missions app is going to break down into individual apps based on career. Agreed. Agreed. So you might have a CDF app or like a, you know, some other I don't know. All right, we're we're getting yeah, we into a lot. What? Uh, so what are your questions for the week, Seagar? So, so I've got two different ones.
1: Um, I
0: think they're both really good.
1: I'm going to go with the second. They sound
0: one. related-ish.
1: Uh, one is kind of related, but I'm going to go with uh, the second one, and I'll save okay. the one. Okay, so the question is, uh what mechanism, you know, game mechanism will drive us out of our armor and undersuits while in our ships or on a planet. So Does that kind of make sense? Like
0: yeah. So what fa- what what external pressures do you correct. foresee us changing our wardrobe essentially? Correct.
1: I mean, do you just start getting stir crazy and you lose your focus and can't, your eyes don't focus anymore. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I don't know. Equipment failure. What's it going to be? Is it, I I suspect it'll be an uncomfortable factor of some kind and a better suit would let you stay it longer. Right.
0: This has me 16 different ideas. Yeah.
1: That's why I I like,
0: it's a big, broad question.
1: It is. And, uh, that's why I went with this one. The other one's good. The other one's good. Um, so we use it next week. But I'll go post that out there right now.
0: Excellent. Well, keep track of
1: the other question. <laughs> yep, I've got it written down. I always do it on my Oh, video. great. Excellent.
0: Um, excellent. So we did get one question uh, this week. It was from Noctis Actual. And he said, thoughts... We need to stop exploits in Star Citizen. And then he linked to a thread that is no longer valid. However, and if this wasn't your intention, Noctis, I apologize. But it does sound very similar to a big thing that came up, which is why I waited till this point. You know, we saw uh, in the past week a big sort of kerfuffle about hacking in the game. Um, and who was the why Uh, can I remember his name?
1: That's not not Captain Burks. Oh, it's uh, for um,
0: Alpha, no, uh, it's something like that. Avenger One, Avenger Avenger One, One. yep. Avenger One posted a video of evidence, uh, that clearly displayed it, it was clear that hacking exists it it included a website that you could go to with tips and tricks for exploits and everything and then it also included you could see an actual ui associated with cheating within star citizen and so noctis if this wasn't what you were getting at it's still sort of in my opinion the same thing and so correct us if we're wrong but essentially you're acting you know what are our reactions to that Um, so it sounds like you're familiar with, with it as well. So I also
1: think he's talking about things like, um, you know, exploits where you used to be able to hover over a building and refill your ship without landing. Right. Oh, that type of exploit also.
0: All right. So, so why don't we start with some more like definitive cheating and then we could kind of broaden it to simple exploits. Gotcha.
1: So, sir, simple cheating for me, um I, I i don't like it um but it also is a it's greatly it's greatly um driven by uh it's it's greatly driven by competition to be the best to specifically over other players uh when it crosses over just being able to harass other players it's griefing There's a solution for that. If you can prove it, they get kicked out. All right. Um, So as far as the player versus player competition, I'm not competing with anybody. It's going to be annoying. I'm going to lose a ship to someone who does something stupid with a cheat. Um, It's going to piss me off at the time, but I do think I can deal with that probably better than a group of players all flying unrealistically, you know, an entire group having, you know, javelins and just going around and beating up on everybody. Mm -hmm.
0: Um,
1: It's not really a realistic gameplay. I mean, um, if, you know, if that many javelins were sold to pirates or to civilians, then certainly I would expect the Navy to show up with, you know, 15 of the biggest carriers they got to destroy them. Right. It just doesn't. So that unrealistic use of ships in the game probably bothers me more than um, some individual running around and having an instant kill missile or a gunfire. It's going to happen. It could happen even with a guy just showing up and just shoot my ship with a normal ship um, and blowing me up. That's part of the fun of the game for me. Yeah. I think that the instances and the encounters I've had have been few and far between where I've said, wow, I think that person's been cheating. Uh, so for 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 me, borderline care bear but wanting to play PVP I I don't like it but I accept that it's going to happen in one way or shape or form.
0: But but you're uh, your PVP the outside of star citizen bay like jump town type things you're looking for emergent pvp right you're looking to yeah yeah if, you know, to avert uh, you're looking to stop someone from boarding your cargo ship and getting away with all of your your cargo and then bringing someone in to repair your ship and carrying on right right
1: you know and um uh as an i example, had a guy this. who a guy who used the um what do you call it? The uh, EMP. Uh, mm-hmm. Three ships. They just kept tag teaming me as I climbed out um, in my hole a. And literally, as I started the ship, every time it would just immediately shut down. As another guy PV, you know, just EMP'd me. They would just sit next to me and EMP me. Um, it was so. I just went down to the ground. I, I didn't quit the game. I I did wait and try to negotiate with them. Uh, so that I could lure them close, and I set myself to self destruct and took at least one of them with me so uh to me that's it was frustrating. I lost a uh, you know a cargo uh ship full of cargo and probably an hours worth the gameplay, uh but I was playing by myself, and i then I get that's the chance um but yeah i'm not i'm a not a competitive dog fighter
0: um mm-hmm.
1: I don't want to you be the best. I just want to be able to hold my own. Um, and if I'm a cargo guy, I definitely, you know, I'm trying to work on strategies to avoid being caught. One of them is run. Um, mm-hmm. The placement of weapons on freighters and stuff is not really smart right now. It's not, I don't think it helps the pilot. I mean, what does a mole need? For example, what does a mole need two forward facing guns, even on gimbals, for? It. Right? It's mm-hmm. not a dog fighter. It's like taking a semi-tractor into a freaking parking lot and trying to race. It'd be better points.
0: to have point defense. <clears throat> point missiles, defense,
1: correct. Um, excessive amounts of chaff and good shields. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: Especially an ability... for the pea shooters that it right. has. Like, Just make them point defense. and Right.
1: And if I'm going to have a turret, I would rather have a turret for ground defense. When I'm yeah. parked, mining... I have a turret on the bottom of the ship to keep people away from my ship, <laughs> right? uh, But point yeah, defense is a much a more practical thing. Uh, ships yeah. like the Freelancer, uh, we have a little turret on the back, but we have massive guns on the front. Put uh-huh. the massive guns on the freaking turret. Put a chin gun on the. You know, put a chin turret on that sucker.
0: <laughs> well, that's why it's so funny. People complain about my favorite ship. Um, and if you don't know, I'm sorry folks, but you know, there's no pilot controlled guns. Um, I don't need pirate pilot controlled right. guns. Like right. what am I going to do in a carriage with pilot controlled guns? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Like that's, that is just a waste of time as a pilot. Right. I'm better off trying to focus on where the fire is yeah. coming and, and adjusting the ship so that I don't have anyone in the blind spot, which there's very few of or, or barely any at all. So, right. I, um, you know, it's,
1: it's weird. I also come with that, that real life experience of being on tanks, right? Uh, mm-hmm. you know, 50 caliber is a fierce weapon, right? Uh, mm-hmm. you could fire that all day at me into my tank. I will probably not realize you're even shooting at me mm-hmm. and I will probably not find any marks on the tank. Uh, there may be a dust ring where the bullet hits. It's not going to dent the armor. And it's, it's not going to chip the paint. The armor won't give enough. Literally yeah. it will not give enough. So it doesn't crack the paint. Um we you know, you literally could go armor all at anything on a tank and it becomes fresh. Uh it's not good cuz it's flammable, but it's, you know, it, it's true. So I look at armor and things like that in the game and I go, well, if I have armor and a bullet hits it, small arms is not a threat. Missile, that might be. Yeah. So anyway, I cut you off.
0: Oh no, that was cool. You good? Yeah. Um, I good personally, question. it's a great question. Um, yeah, I guess my whole thing is yes. C I G needs to do what it can to. Pr- I don't know why I said it like kind of like like I was like um Cardi B. C I G, um yeah, G <laughs> needs to um lethal. Um, they certainly need to do what they can to stop exploits. I think this early in the game's development, if as long as it's, you know, I think they should investigate and figure it out, especially if it is like a, a user interface thing that people can use to actually cheat. I think the the example that we saw was people can change the firing speed of their ship to be like, you know, 300 rounds a second or something, something insane mm-hmm. to where you could just like practically, it seems like a one shot kill of a ship. Um, and, or, you know, fly your ship without having any G force at like breakneck, insane speeds. Those things where it makes it feel like you're experiencing desync when you're maybe not, those are ridiculous. But my big thing is people, and I would hope that none of our listeners were cheaters, but why do you want to play this game? And you get so much satisfaction out of using some sort of hack. It's one thing when it's an exploit from the sense of like, hey, right now, the game's letting me float above the ground. And someone could run in and pay and then have the cargo distributed. But that's because we know that that's not going to be a thing. That's why Seaguard and I don't play those games because we know like we don't bother doing that because we know it's not going to be a viable gameplay mechanic in the future. And we just prefer to train ourselves otherwise. Um, But you know, not everyone is also suck. suck. (laughs) No, (laughs) but but like, why, why do you even want to play? Yeah. You're, you're hacking doesn't make you superior. It makes you pathetic. It's like you are, you can't even attempt to try to play the game properly that you're going to use cheats and exploits instead of just play a game and be the best at it. What has happened in your life that you feel the need that the only way that you can enjoy a game is to one, create misery for others and two get an unfair advantage that, you know, like shouldn't exist. Um, So, you know, that's my 20 cents people. It's ridiculous. Don't don't do it. I don't like any exploits because I just don't want to get banned. I don't want. I don't care about getting sixteen ships when I know I get some sort of like repeating thing that's more annoying to me. You know, like any of that stuff. I just don't like.
1: Well, it's funny on the exploit parts. I can I can understand someone doing like um like we we did it quite a bit early on. We would do things like take the mole, hang it out the bottom, basically put it. Oh, the rock. Uh, the rock. I'm sorry. We put the rock on the bottom of a Taurus or the Valkyrie on the back of the ramp. Right. And mm-hmm. the pilot would lower the ship down close to where the mine or the, uh, the material was to be mined. And then we would mine from the ship. Uh, mm-hmm. so we didn't have to get out and drop the ramp. And but that time, the ramps were buggy. It was kind of a pain. And every time you got on and off, you had a chance of crashing your ship and, and blowing things up. Um, I have really shifted from I was never in in that much into making the money in the game, partly because I have a lot of ships. I put too Mm -hmm. much money into the game in real cash um, that I don't have to. But for me, it's the experience. And what I focus on, it's like that whole discussion around the armor and fitting it onto a Corsair. Is the preparation. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to come in the game, wake up on my ship, put on whatever I'm gonna wear, and walk to the cab and fly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't want yeah. to have to wake up in my apartment, take the shuttle, the elevator down, go buy water, go buy food. Oh, I forgot I didn't get a medical gun. Let me go get back and get a cam light. you know I want to be able to get on my stay on my ship and do stuff um, and be efficient. And when I mm-hmm. meet up with someone, all I want to do is hand them my cargo to go sell it. Yeah, I mean, that's all I want. When I'm mining, I want to mine, and I want to. If I'm going to play for an hour or two hours a day, most of the time it's going to be an hour um, because it's during the week. I want to be productive. I don't want to take 45 minutes to get out and then get halfway there. my wife says, "Hey, it's time for dinner." Okay. Yeah. Hit escape. Yeah. I'll wake up in the hab in the morning. Right. I got to start over again. So I'm focused on preparation um, uh, a big thing for me and the how to load the ship it's easy for everyone to bring their equipment with them and meet you right it's even yeah. better if they can just show up on your ship or they show yeah. up on the same station and they just walk to your ship um, yeah. you already have the equipment there for them they don't have to do anything you got weapons you got armor you all look the same it's easy you get going um, Agreed. so that's kind of a That's kind of the, the, my thought. Yeah. So exploits less, more on process and procedure.
0: Now I would say this. I don't think mining from the back of a ship with a rock is an exploit. I would say down the road, it'll probably be trickier. (laughs) Right. Even without the bugs. But, um, yeah,
1: I would, I would say that in real life, when you do things like that, in my experience, it usually starts with a watch, hold my beer and watch this shit. Mm -hmm. And it usually ends with like you cutting a portion of your ramp off your ship and losing, blowing up the right front tire on your mining rock. (laughs) It it works wonderful until it goes bad and then it's really bad.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I would hope then the idea is that what you're mining in the rock is good Worth enough. Risk. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Ultimately, had <coughs> is going to be a thing and there's, you know, and it's going to be needed for things yeah. and you could choose either to mine it in a rock or you can hand mine it. Right. You know? So once there is an economy, it goes back to what we were talking about before. Then the need for had changes based on what's needed in given areas. And even then, There will always be, I think the thing that we don't talk about a lot is there will always be places that require Hadnight. The difference will be is where I'm located close enough to bring it to the other place in a meaningful amount of time to justify doing that versus something else. And then, and, or is there a closer place to mine had So, you know, say it's to granted, maybe, maybe even just a quick, easy example, maybe had isn't really necessary in um, Stanton, but some of the independent settlers of pyro really need it. And so they put out a com to Stanton because they don't want to deal with pirates and, um, but they put out a calm to Stanton because they know Stanton isn't as UEE as other systems to request had night at that point. Then had night, a had night route is pretty well possible and could be extremely profitable until they hit the number that they need in order to not need it anymore. And, right. or it gets too dangerous to try and ship it because pirates are noticing that traffic. Right. So, um, excellent. So, Uh, Before doing the wrap-up, I did have something I wanted to bring up to our listeners. We are, after this recording is uploaded, seven episodes, if I'm not mistaken, away from 100 episodes. Wow. So I would like to know from listeners, you could submit through any of the ways that we submit any of our other content but I'd love to know if there's anything you'd like us to do special for our hundredth episode. We've got about two months and a week. If we record every week before that episode happens. And so there's plenty of time to prepare and I'd love to know what people's thoughts are. So please submit those. Um, But yeah, it's crazy, isn't it?
1: It'd be neat be able to do that like in the, one of the bars in star citizen
0: that's right well let's well we can always if you get them in sooner we can figure it out sooner so yeah you know
1: please just do, do it in so. twitch or something instead
0: uh, i will say most certainly we will have special guests um we'll probably have a look back at certain moments from episodes but if anyone has any other any other thoughts or questions or thoughts or ideas please submit um seaguard any final thoughts uh um, i don't ha- i by the way i don't have to go to the bathroom so
1: <laughs> no <laughs> i mean i've talked i've talked a whole mess i mean it really there was there's so many good topics there i'd love to continue i like that pontification or that you know, just random blue sky thinking i do um, too i w- i would just say uh you know thanks for everyone who's been you know visiting parley house has been a little slow lately, but there are people there and I do appreciate that. I'm glad people are enjoying it.
0: Um, I've noticed so some excellent. newbies coming through and maybe it's cause we fit, I fixed the link last week.
1: Yeah, no, no, there's, there, there have been, there was, <laughs> uh, you know, there was, uh, you know, yeah, you know, Lester was, uh, there with probably five or six people I had never knew. And I was like, Oh, he must be doing something. And, uh, they were having a grand old time in the uh in the community chat you know channel and uh Oh nice and then you know uh when uh i uh I'm just drawing a blank on his name.
0: Um Oh. Hey Mar Badger, that's mage. Oh, no, um why am I drawing a
1: blank on his name? Because I haven't talked to him in a while. Um Oh, I just can't anyway. Anyway, when our guy showed up, we just dropped down one channel just to, so we could talk without bothering them. Um mm-hmm. That's gonna nice. drive me nuts. I just oh that's gonna drive me nuts. But uh yeah I, uh, oh Flavius. 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 I, yeah, well, you I, know, oh, I'm sorry, I was just Flavius. I don't know why it. I was thinking that. Uh I couldn't I just couldn't couldn't put my tongue on it. Uh but when he showed up we just dropped down a channel. But I mean there's probably Probably 11 people on at that point, which is good. It was good to see. And when 3.18 comes, we're going to see a bunch of people come flooding back. Um, Yeah.
0: And probably more activity, just longer term, especially if 3.19 comes before. Yeah. I would say, uh,
1: you know, the one thing I would mention is that, you know, we've never done that interactive kind of um, stage event in Discord you can do, or you're going to have people talking back and forth. It might be a little hard to manage, but that's an option
0: too. It's, it's not that it's hard to manage, it's hard to record. Ah, okay. So um, for those, in case there's anyone who knows a better way, uh, we did way back when we were a different podcast name with an org, try to do a live version of the show. I think this is before you were an official co-host yet. Seaguard, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but we tried to have a live event, and the tool that we use right now to record has a limit of 10. And we were going to try and use essentially the stage functionality at, uh, on um, Discord. But I did not know, I personally did not know how to record it so that we could hear everybody. Um, so. Gotcha. If anyone knows an idea how to record discord um, locations, we could have a, a live um, episode with anyone who wanted to participate and instead of ask you know having people ask questions in advance, they can ask live. And if they want to talk about what they did for science in advance, uh, it, instead of advance, they could do it live and same thing, SeaGard, you could post a live question and have people answer it yeah if not i know a way of doing it in i think spotify but it's just not as it's not as conducive since we already have a community in discord so i'll research it if anyone has any ideas let me know let's ask
1: and we got seven sessions to figure it out
0: that's right um Excellent. Well, if you want to tell us how to do any of that stuff, or have ideas for our 100th episode, or just if you have any questions, thoughts, things you did for science, whatever the case may be, you can email us at citizencastsc at gmail.com. We have a Twitter handle that you could DM at citizencastsc. Uh, You could submit a message through Anchor. Uh, or, of course, you could join our Citizen Cast Discord where we have a bunch of different sections. Uh, I was thinking of adding in a section for media um, for other content creators that can post their stuff there, so I think I'm going to add that as well. Uh, and then, of course, you could text us or leave a voicemail at 646-783-8154. It's a Google Voice number. Um, and uh, uh, as you would have probably imagine, we'd love to plug... The parlay house, it's a, it's a non-org, uh, group, really, um, a place, a safe place for people to play in between into their org, uh, gameplay, uh, or if you're more of a solo player, but occasionally want to be part of a multi-crew ship, uh, or even just want to hang out in between, uh, sessions, uh, join the parlay house. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're a pirate, if you're an explorer, whatever you might be, uh, Links for that can be found below, uh, and it's a pretty active community. Uh, speaking of other a- active communities, friends of our show Slipstream are extremely active, and which is where Checkoff yep. is usually most of the time. If you're looking for him, Trader, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so take a look uh, at Sl- Slipstream. Their org is below. They are a um, active community trying to help people in the game and they do it for no cost Uh, and also check out other content creators we have earth snorkel and undead parrot putting out youtube videos Um, if you're interested in the music from this episode or just music inspired by star citizen admiral cody and calibri have been creating a soundtrack over the years and if you have been living under a rock and haven't noticed any of the new fleet viewer stuff created by Starjump, jump, um, friends of the show, Grim and VMZO uh, put a lot of work into that as well. And that fellow citizens wraps up another episode of citizen cast. We'll see you next week. Wow. Under two hours. Seaguard. What are we doing with ourselves?
1: I know. Did you remember <laughs> to do the music?
0: Yes, I remembered the entire time.
1: Okay, I was wondering. I couldn't remember hearing any music. I was like,
0: "Oh." Oh, that's because we 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 finished all those sections ages ago, and the two of us have just been bloviating for <laughs> probably forty minutes.
1: Good, good term, bloviating.
0: I know. I like to use it occasionally. You know what it sounds? You know why I like it? It kind of sounds like, um, almost like. Like verbally gassy. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, like, there's verbal diarrhea, but then there's bloviating. It's like, sounds like bloated.
1: It does. You're absolutely right.
0: Sorry, it's just a random thought.
1: No, no, no. Bloviation is a good. Bloviate, I guess.
0: (sighs) Now you just gave me that. I was gonna go with a different episode title. But now this one's definitely Loviation Station.
1: Oh, there you go. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. Awesome.